You're listening to a sermon from Pasco Vale Church of Christ. To hear more of our teaching or to find out about the church, please visit our website, pvcc.org.au. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here with you. Great to be with you uh, this morning. Uh, wasn't it great that children with their pageant I feel like uh, I have very little to say now. They seem to have done uh, the whole story for us, didn't they? They did such a wonderful job too. Uh, Christmas time, a great time of the year, isn't it? You know, just, um, just it's a time for us as Christians, you know, we just want to shout out to the world, you know, that, that God, that, that Jesus has come down to earth and that he is with us because he loves us so much. And you know, we live in today in, in a very lost and broken world, a world without God, actually, in people's hearts. Um, a world where we seem to never really be able to find any kind of lasting peace, no harmony between one person and another. And so I just want to say to you today, you know, may. May you today and each day as we lead up to a Christmas Day, may you really know uh, God's love for you. May you really know uh, and enjoy and be able to celebrate this Christmas season you know, with your family and friends. May, may you know God's love. May, may you know God's peace in your life. Somebody once asked the question, you know, if you could choose whatever you wanted most in life, what would you ask for? And, you know, many people, what they say is peace, peace in our world. You know, people want peace. They want peace in their lives. They want peace in their marriages and their family, uh, at their workplace. People want peace in our country. In fact, we want peace in the whole world, don't we? And actually, here in Australia, you know, we've got a beautiful country. It's one of the best countries in the world, really. You know, I mean, we've got uh, great medical care uh, that people can get here, uh, fantastic education. Uh, people have, have good jobs, have, have uh, um, uh, uh, safe workplaces to be in. You know, we, we've got a great lifestyle here in this country. And yet, even with all of this, most people here in Australia don't have a real inner peace. Because, you know, we still have brokenness in our lives, in uh, marriages and split families, hatred between one people group and another. People go through financial stress and hardship. You see, the world doesn't seem to offer any real peace. Just maybe, I don't know, escapism it seems, sometimes with drugs and alcohol. And uh, what I tend to find is this uh, constant need for entertainment. <laughs> it's what it seems to be like today, doesn't it? You see, the world doesn't offer real peace. Everybody wants peace, but no one knows how to get it. Where do you find real peace in your life? Where do you get peace 
you know, peace beyond just the circumstances around you, beyond you know, the pleasures of this life has to offer. Where do you look for peace? Have you got it? And do you even know where you might be able to find it? I know a man, a man actually who suffered a real lot in his life. Put into prison many times, beaten up a lot of times, sometimes uh, till he was almost dead. Five times he was whipped with 40 lashes, less one. Three times shipwrecked, stoned once and went through a lot of very dangerous journeys over his life as well. Often hungry, often homeless as well. And that man is the Apostle Paul. And yet, you know, despite all of his physical sufferings that he went through in his life, this guy had this great inner peace. Now, for example, he would often say, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Because, you see, for the Apostle Paul, this life meant a far less to him than the life to come. You see, the reason we don't have a peace in this world is because of sin. You know, the corrupt human heart can't really be fixed by you know, just laws that governments put out or, or by having lots of money or by, by even by compromise. <clears throat> See, sin can only be fixed by Jesus, God himself. You see, God doesn't just cover up sin. He heals it. And that's how, that's how he makes possible, permanent and secure peace in our lives. You see, God's peace doesn't change with, with all the circumstances that we might go through. God offers a peace that really gives you peace in the middle of, of chaos in your life. It's, it's a feeling of, of total security, despite all that you might be going through. You know, how can, how can I have that kind of peace in my life? Well, that's exactly what we're going to look at uh, this morning as uh, we look at this passage together. As we go to uh, this uh, uh, Gospel of Luke in chapter 2, as uh, Angelina beautifully read for us uh, from the Gospel of Luke here. First of all, we find here in these early verses, we find... All about the that peace is born. It's interesting, isn't it? Peace is actually born in the form of a baby Jesus. And what do we find about this? You know, this isn't just a feel-good story uh, that's been told you. It's not. It's not a myth. It's not a legend. Actually, this is news. It's actually real news, rooted in history. This is based on true world events. It says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David, that is Bethlehem, a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. 
See, it happened on a real day. A day in history. It's not an imaginary day. It's actually the day when Caesar Augustus, he was the emperor of Rome at that time, and he ordered that a census be taken. And this was at the same time when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And this meant that Joseph and Mary had to travel from their, from their home in the town of Nazareth to Bethlehem. And since Mary was pregnant, the birth ended up happening in Bethlehem rather than in Nazareth. It happened, you see, in a real town, Bethlehem. Not, you know, uh, Gotham or Middle Earth or a galaxy far, far away. It happened in Bethlehem, a town which still exists today. 14,000 kilometres from Melbourne. It's a real place and a real baby was born there. Some of you may have been to Bethlehem yourselves. But this was no ordinary baby. He is called Jesus. He is our saviour. You know, if you've ever sinned in your life, if you've ever done something wrong, then you need a saviour. Jesus is our saviour. He's come to take away uh, our guilt. He is the Christ. He is the fulfilment of all hope. And our Lord he came to defeat death. He came to uh, take evil out of our lives and to bring us the peace of God. We know that you know, God created us. But not only did he do that, he also got his hand into world history. God has his wonderful purposes, doesn't he? And here we see that God uses this, uh, this man, Caesar Augustus, actually uses him, his greed, actually, because you know, he, he conducts his census, and he does that, actually, so as he can find out how much money he can extract from his population, how much he can tax them. And because of this, you see, Mary and Joseph, they were forced to, to travel 110 kilometres to Bethlehem over mountain passes, a long and strenuous journey, particularly for a woman who was pregnant at the time. And with the census, because of that, the town is full of travellers travelling back there. And so there's no place for Jesus to be born there except in a barn. And Jesus, the very promised Messiah, King, our Saviour, God himself, is born in this very meagre way, isn't it? You see, no one would make up a story like that. And then, you know, we have this great announcement. But first we've got the great appearing, you see, to the poorest people in the community, the shepherds. These guys who are on night shift here, you know, watching over their flock at night. Angels come to them to the very poorest in the community, not the rich and wealthy. And a whole multitude of heavenly hosts, whole multitude of angels appear before them who make this great peace announcement, actually. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those to whom God is pleased. 
What an announcement, eh? God, you know, he is so excited to tell the world. Um, and, and what's God excited about? He's excited to tell people about the birth of Jesus. And you know, you can be a little bit afraid when God makes an announcement like that because, you see, the world is going to change. The world is not going to stay the same now. It's going to change, you know, for the good. You know, we don't need to fear. We just need to marvel at this. Marvel at the greatness of God. Marvel at this wonderful good news that God is bringing to his people. And it says there that the angels were rejoicing because they knew peace had come. The birth of Jesus. And peace, you see, will triumph over evil in the same way that light takes completely eclipses all darkness. See, the outworking of God's glory is peace on earth for people who, who so desperately need peace in their lives. By announcing this wonderful gift, by announcing the gift of his very own son, Jesus, by announcing it to these shepherds, you see, God is saying, hey, Man, I am bigger than your society. I'm bigger than your government. God shows that he is not just grand, but great. But it's interesting, isn't it? God doesn't show his greatness. He shows his humility. See, Jesus is our saviour. He is our king. And he has come. He comes to us in the form of a baby. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, it says. Resting in this very lowly manger. See, this is the big idea of Christmas. God enters into the human world, into his own creation. You know, how can that be? How can that? Why would God... Enter into his own creation. Well, you see, God can do anything. He can. So we see here that God, he doesn't choose to connect with us, you know, by, by giving us some great ideas. He doesn't choose to enter into our world and give us, you know, this wonderful uh, world view. But rather, he enters our world through a person through a person, to make himself known to us. And that person, Jesus, is both fully God and fully human as well. And the angels, they, they tell the shepherds that Jesus is born unto you. God has come down to earth today for all people, for each and every one of us, for you and for me. It seems, though, to the poorest people first. God, you know, God closes that overwhelming gap between us, between him and his creation. God comes to us. You see, now he is accessible. Now we can know him. Now we can see him. Caesar 
See, the great Roman Emperor Caesar, he offers taxes. <laughs> but God promises grace and mercy and his wonderful love and peace. So that we can have peace with God through Jesus. And so peace, you see, is now possible in our world. And how will Jesus bring us this peace? See, peace only comes through victory over sin. Victory over evil in the world. Peace comes through a restored relationship with God himself. Peace can only come because of God. We can't produce it ourselves. You know, in wartime, uh, peace is won through having a big army. The biggest army, actually. But for God, peace comes through a child. A helpless little baby. You know, you've got to be pretty sure of what you're doing if you're going to be willing to send Jesus into the world as a baby. And, you know, this baby grew. But he doesn't become a king like Caesar. He's not going to win peace through fighting. He's going to do it through sacrificing himself on the cross for the sins, for the wrongs of all the world. That's how God brings true peace into our society, into our world. Why do we cling to Jesus? Because you see, peace cannot come in any other way at all, except through him, through Jesus, through God himself. And finally, we see the response of these shepherds. You know, and their response actually should be our response as well. Their response to this great news about a saviour. And their response, you know, is really awesome because of course seeing these angels they get a bit terrified because it's you know an incredible sight. It's it's both terrifying and glorious at the same time, really, isn't it? Just imagine how would you feel, you know, if you saw that sight? For yourself. So what do they do? Well, they don't even stop to take a breath. They don't even stop to think about it. They just take off in a big hurry and they run to find Jesus. And the angels uh, that the angels had told them about. They go to Bethlehem, they find Mary, they find Joseph, they find baby Jesus, all there together in this barn. And everyone is amazed at the story that uh, they tell them. Uh, these shepherds, uh, that they saw these angels and told them about the birth of Jesus. And these shepherds, they, they, they're rejoicing. They're just telling everybody about what happened to them. They want everybody to know about the birth of God's very own son, Jesus. And then, then, then what do they do? They go back to work. Because, you know, in one sense, nothing has physically changed for them. And in another sense, everything has changed as well. They now know 
that God is here on earth with them. They know that peace has come to earth. And so it is with us as well, isn't it? Now you know the Christmas story, don't you? But we still have to live our lives. We still have our good days and our bad days. We still have to go through conflicts in our lives and maybe financial stress and illness and sadness and grief as well. But we have peace with God. And when you know all of these difficult things come into our lives, we can still rejoice in God. We can still rejoice in the fact that we know him. That he's got his hand on my life. He's got his hand on this world. He is watching over me. God is walking with me. And you know, no matter what happens, God knows everything about me. And I know that he will keep me safe. I know that he'll keep me secure. From now on, no matter you know what happens in this life, it's just really a preparation for the life to come, isn't it? And, you know, one thing that I know is guaranteed, that one day I will be in heaven with Jesus. And that gives us such an incredible um, feeling of, of peace and harmony in this life right now. See, Jesus gives us peace, a peace that's, you know, beyond this world. We no longer have to fear um, uh, the conflicts and the heartbreaks that, that, that life brings to us. As the Bible says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Because, you see, in heaven, we'll fully realise, we will fully experience God's wonderful peace. And until that day, we can live our lives trusting in that, trusting in Jesus. For us to to know peace, we have to know the God of peace, Jesus. The Bible tells us that uh, God brought peace through Jesus. You know, we are reconciled now with God because Jesus paid for our sins through the death, through his death on the cross. And because of that, you know, I have peace with God right now today. So, do you know the God of peace? You see, with, with, without Jesus, there is no peace. But for us to know peace in our own lives, we have to know Jesus. Do you have a relationship with Jesus in your life? Have you put your trust in him today? And every day.
Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, as we're together here right now, we want to ask you to open our hearts and to place inside our hearts your wonderful message of peace. Help us to understand the real depth of your love for us, which we see in your great promise that you will give us your peace through Jesus. Uh, Lord, may your word, the Bible, guide us. May it inspire us as well and challenge us too. As we seek to live out your peace in our own lives. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, the very Prince of Peace. Amen.